are listening to the kinky hair culture podcast where we interview the people that makes the natural hair products and the people behind the chair i want to take time out to thank each and every one of y'all that has listened to every episode that we have produced on our podcast from the people that actually go to our website and listen from the people that go to all social media sites for the people that go to all of the podcast platforms i really truly appreciate each and every one of y'all because we would not be here today if it was not for y'all i want to take the time out to thank everyone that has been on our podcast because without you and you giving out all your knowledge from tips from the chair your journey your products everything we would not be here. So I want to say thank you for that too as well. And one of the things that I can say from all this that I had actually got a family. Okay. People that's really passionate about helping others with natural hair. People I could actually talk to. It's this it was a beautiful experience. So thank y'all for being part of the kinky hair culture family. And you all know that keep coming back, sharing your good hair tips, your products. We're here for it because at the end of the day, we're here to help each and every individual all over the world understand their natural hair. Remember that their hair is beautiful no matter what texture and all hair is good hair. Okay. And that's some of the key things that, and there's more key things that we could talk about, but there's so many things that we want to get out there to the world so people can understand. Love yourself. Love your hair. And trust me, if you love your hair, your hair will love you back. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I am truly, truly blessed and thankful for each and every one of y'all. Today's episode, we have attorney April Williams. She has a book called My Hair is Professional Too. And she got a cover book too, but we're going to talk about that one later. We're going to talk about what's going on with this right here. Well, in this episode, she's going to have so so much conversation going on about this book that she has. So I want everybody to take the time out and listen. Let us know what you think about it. And this is coming from an attorney, okay? Someone who studied law, who's basically in, in it deep. She's into this real deep, okay? So sit back, relax, and let us know what you think. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. I hope you are. Yes, I am. 
Yes. Please introduce yourself. Awesome. Uh, my name is April Williams. I am an attorney. I live in Texas. And I am the author of the book, My Hair is Professional Too. All right. So I like to go back in the day, especially to talk about our natural hair. Growing up, April, how was your natural hair? Okay, so my mom was a mom that absolutely did not know how to do hair. She was one of those moms that, let me tell you, my hair could not, um, she put perms in my hair, we wore braids, we were at the beautician. She couldn't do hair. If we left it up to her to do our hair, um, I would have a big curl in the front of my head, a ponytail, or she would just put plaques in my hair with little um, bows at the end. She cannot do hair. Oh, so in your preteens, did you start doing your own hair or was you still going to the salon to get it done? So uh, one of my best friends, her mom was a beautician and she literally kind of coached me and my sister on how to style hair. And by the time I got to high school, I would do my own hair. Um, I still wore perms. Um, at the time, um, I will say like in the 2000s uh, mm-hmm. or late 90s, 2000s, um, New Jersey, and we had the Dominican shop, so you can get a blowout. At the oh Dominican yes, shop. I remember those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I would, if I didn't have a Dominican blowout, I would have braids, and because I played mm-hmm. sports. Um, I ran track in high school and in college. Um, I would wear braids when the season was in, and then I would get a perm, do the Dominican blowout, and then just repeat the cycle over and over. So, so when did you decide to be fully natural, go back to your natural state of hair? Okay, so I was in college, and mm-hmm. um, I, I want to say it was maybe my sophomore year. My sophomore year, um, I had uh, worn my hair in braids for a very long time, and I hadn't had a perm in a while, and when I took it out, I was like, you know, I'm not going to perm my hair anymore. I'm going to try this natural thing out, so I wore braids for like another six months, and when I took my hair out, I was like, okay, I can't deal with my hair. I don't know what to do, so I went to the beauty parlor. I I cut my hair off, literally like cut it off into a short hairstyle. And um, I wore a short hairstyle for a period of time. And then I said, How did you feel about being like cutting all your hair off? Did you freak out? Or you was like, I'm just going to brace it and move forward. Um, it was like, um, hmm, how did I feel about that? You know, the beautician, when I was ready to cut it, she was like, you know, you don't have to cut all of it off. You can have a short bob. And I just said to her, I just want something different. And I just let her cut it. And then after Mm -hmm. she cut it, I was like, ooh, this is way shorter than I thought. And my mom, when she saw that I had cut off all my hair, because I had for the winter break, she freaked out. She was like, you cut off all of your hair. And I was like... (laughs) Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't put it back on. So, you know, like. <laughs> right. Right. And then, so, uh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, and then after that, I just was like, I'm not going to get a perm anymore. 
Um, I actually um, had bought an Angela Davis book and read her book and had this new sense of pride and saw how her be- how beautiful she was on this cover with this big afro and I had this research and saw like how beautiful all these black women were with their natural afros and I was like I could wear my afro and then after that I never got a perm again wow that is awesome so how do you take care of your natural hair so now so I've been natural since about I want to say 2006 was the last time that I so now I just um I try to put as few chemicals in my hair as possible I will say when I first started I didn't really know what worked well for my hair because I had Mm -hmm. like the really thick kinky hair so I really didn't know what you know what my hair would be like and um or how to manage it so sometimes I would just wear like the front and braids and the back in like a big poof. Or I would just like do a two strand twist and just let it do whatever it would do. But now I take more time with um, paying attention to what's in the products that I use. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll wear I'll wear my natural hair and just I, sometimes I'll just wear it in afro or I'll put braids in it. Or sometimes I'll wear um uh, you know um, the clippings I put clippings in every once in a while um, but products I try to keep to a bare a minimum as possible are you a uh, product junkie on the low uh, not, <laughs> I probably was at one point uh-huh but now I'm more like oh I kind of find what I like and those are products that I use Okay, you mentioned that you was a t- you mentioned that you was an attorney. How does it feel getting up in the morning? Because you know you gotta go to the courtroom and you know handle whatever cases and stuff. Do you have time? Because I know you have to be in the courtroom at a certain time all the time. Do you have time to like style your hair the way you want to before you get to the courtroom, or you just like wear simple styles? Well, um, when I know I have court, I usually do my hair in. Uh, maybe two like braid a braid in the front or a braid going to the back and a bun in the back I usually have that's like my court hairstyle because it's not like or I'll put like um like two braids and then have the like back kind of out a little bit Mm -hmm. but my hair pinned down so it's not like it's not big but it's just there okay the reason I asked you that is because people that work the nine to five jobs I always wondering like you have to be there at a certain time all the time how right. do y'all maintain getting up because nobody really wants to get up seven or like a whole two hours early to do anything or do y'all prep it at night just to prepare yourself that's why I asked <laughs> right now that I will say like since the pandemic has started mm-hmm. um, it's kind of been like way easier you know as far as you know how you do your hair where you do it how you do it so um, you got then, a little like, bit more time yeah you got more time because you know you don't have to rush out in traffic you know yeah. um I still if I'm gonna be on a zoom I still will um do my hair the day before um but you know maybe if I if I do wear makeup or anything I can literally do that right before we get on camera okay so let's talk about your book why the title okay 
um, I talk about this story in my book. I had a, um, one of the professors gave a presentation on professionalism. Mm-hmm. And it was for a, we had to, at our law school, every law school may have a little different, it may be a little different, but at our law school, you had to give a oral argument as a part of your legal writing course. And our legal writing course, they do it in phases. And the last phase is the presentation. And as a part of the presentation, they had a, a course on how you should look, how you dress, how you speak to the attorney, uh, to the judge, and all of those mm-hmm. things. And one of the presentations, he on the screen, he had all of these hairstyles, and they were a little bit outlandish, you know, a little bit like a bug, but they were ethnic in nature. Mm-hmm. And I left out of that classroom furious. When I say I was furious, I was furious. I was waiting for him to post the slide and I was going to show it to one of my other professors and I was going to go and I was going to have an argument or something. I don't know. I was going to do something. And the professor never posted it. And I was like, man, you know, I don't have much to go off of, but, you know, this is wrong. And I was just like, our hair is professional too, you know? Yeah, it is. And, you know... Later on, I took an employment law class and the case, the major case that I talk about in the book was something that we discussed in class and I talked to the professor and we have to do like a paper in law school and I was like, this is what I'm going to talk about. And my professor at first, she was not on board with the My Hair is Professional too. And I was like, we need episode was brought to you by the kinky hair culture podcast where we interview the people that make some natural hair products for you and the people behind the chair if this episode or any of the other episodes add value to you please hit time out and share with three people to help them on their natural hair journey and follow us on all podcast platforms and all social media sites facebook instagram youtube you name it too and she was natural too and then she I sold her on it so that's how the topic came do you let me ask you this do you feel that most people that think our hair is unprofessional is the problem is that they are miseducated on our hair I'll say yes and yes because they're miseducated on our hair and I don't think that they really understand the lengths that we go through in order to make our hair appear to be professional or what society now deems to be professional or what was previously considered professional. Now you see people in the courtroom, um, brother channels, you see everyday person with their natural hair. How do you feel about that now? Um, I think it's amazing. Um, do I think that it steps in the right direction? Absolutely. Um, do I think that we still have a long way to go? Yes, because uh, the Crown Act is not, it's only been passed in 14 states. We still mm-hmm. got, you know, a, a ton more and some territories to go, you know, so. Do you think that um, any conservative states 
will be on board? So this is something that um, is worth noting that uh, legislation has literally been introduced in almost every one of the southern states and none of them have passed the bill. Uh, In Tennessee, the bill was uh, argued through their Senate. It got all the way to the governor's desk and the governor vetoed the bill. Wow. Right. So um, there is a correlation there and I know that um, one thing that I always make note of because I try to give like both sides of the story is that you know when we think about Republican states or Southern states in particular mm-hmm. um, they are you know individual rights and they feel that you know an employer has a right to say when and say how and what they like when it comes to you know a shopkeeper and I talk about this in my book a shopkeeper keeping their business so in that vein, they don't like anybody telling them how they should uh, navigate their employees. And, you know, most of the southern states are right-to-work states. So yes. you can be fired for anything. Yes. Exactly. Um, I had interviewed a lady that um, took it to the board about braiding. They had separate cosmetology and braiding where that used to get in trouble for braiding here at the home. Now, her and a couple of people went to North Carolina and basically had opportunity that now that you could braid, just get your braiding, the natural hair parts, braiding, as long as you're not doing anything with chemicals or anything. So your natural hair license, you could just get that. And she, her, you know, her and a couple other people went and did that. And then in Louisiana, they just passed that, um, part of the course they have the texture course now that you have to learn about texture here what do you think about that so that is a definitely um a a step in the right direction and it can help people to understand you know our hair and you know what we go through when we do style our hair I think that 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 legislation is like or excuse me that um policy is great I think that's a good I think most uh, of those uh, companies that um, you know do um, licensing for beauticians that they should um, I actually spoke with a beautician that felt that she didn't feel that she was an effective beautician if she couldn't do black hair and white hair wow I know she's like uh, well, I don't know if she's staying in Louisiana but hopefully wherever she's located the law will pass on so everybody because one thing um, was mentioned, her name was Miss Renee. I'm just going to say Miss Renee because I'm going to tell her whole name and everything. But she stated that you should be able to do everybody's hair. So whoever sits in your chair, you should be able to do, deal with every texture. It should be just like a one-sided way. Like, no. But see, the problem with the world is we're so used to the European look, the straight hair, what we see on TV, that we don't get the opportunity to actually get to know I, what comes out of my scalp. Yeah. And I was guilty. I was one of them. Because I got perms too. So I was like, oh, I don't know about that. Right. I, I, yeah, you, you worried about how your hair is going to look, how to take care of your, your hair. So I'm glad that, you know, we're starting to move around with that. But your hair, my hair is professional too. Why did you write this book? 
so aside from that story about you know my profession you know I you know struggled with my natural hair too and like making it fit into um what someone would deem to be professional especially when I went to um to school to law school like law school is very like straightforward cut you know they don't there's not a lot of room for um being outside of the box you know when we go to court we're told to wear black blue or gray it's like the military right yes like because you don't want to make yourself appear to be anything like any distraction of any sort and it's just how do I make myself fit into a world where you know I I don't want to wear perm unless I you know I don't want to wear perm I don't want to wear weave. I don't want to do any of those things. I want to be able to wear my, wake up, put my hair in a ponytail, so to speak, and go to court just like anyone else does. And uh, I felt that when the pinnacle case, the EEOC versus catastrophe management came down and I read that case, it just made me feel like there needed, there needs to be, this needs to get out there. Like Mm -hmm. people don't realize that we go through this. You know, even with within our black families, uh, you know, t- like cause my mom, my mom was like not on board with the natural hair. She was like, how are you going to go out in the workplace like this? Like she was not on board with it. And I was like, I, I have to find a way to make this work for me. And when I read the case and, uh, you know, started doing a little research to see what was being said and how black hair was being perceived in the workplace, talking to other attorneys that, you know, should wear their hair straight or wear their hair curly. I, um, you know, I was like, I think this is something that needs to be told. And Mm -hmm. my professor at the time, she had been natural for a few years. And she talked about her struggles with, you know, being in corporate America with her hair, you know, and, you know, whether it was accepted or not. So, when she when you know just talking to different people about this especially specifically in the legal field I felt empowered to write the paper and to do do the so that this could get out okay I see mm-hmm. that you're an African American literature book club how does that feel <laughs> hey that is <laughs> that's great um I'll say uh literacy nation has been great uh shout out to literacy nation because they have you know given me opportunities to be a part of stuff that has been great and they support you know self-published authors so shout out to literacy nation they did a great job and just communicating with me and getting me where they think i should be so i appreciate them oh i'm going through your instagram and i see how beautiful your hair is and how you do such a job good job of keeping it healthy and I also see this head wrap it is so amazing is that your brand yes so I have a uh, a line a natural black queen collection that I started because I saw someone with clippings and I could not find them for myself so I said okay well if I can't find them for myself then I have to be the one to supply them there has to be a market out there for them and um, I found a supplier for them and 
you know, I started and uh, started selling them in about 2017 when I was in law school, did really well with it. I had to put it on hi- a hiatus when I studied for the bar exam, but um, I picked it back up and, you know, it's been great. And I found, you know, new products to add to it. The head wrap was something that I um, particularly like because, you know, sometimes you want to protect your hair from the elements and um, the scars are great for that. Some of them have the satin lining on the inside, which is great for our hair. So um, I've gotten good feedback on them. So I'll continue to sell them as long as people like them. So you sell head wraps and um, clippings for those who want to just make the hair a little bit fuller. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see that yeah. you wrote a blog and it said why some women are going back to relaxers. How do you feel about that? Okay. I kind of, I guess you wouldn't call it a blog. It was just like a little statement about it. <laughs> I feel like, you know, the, the one thing that I always say is that I'm for whatever you choose to wear your hair. If you want to wear perm, you should be able to wear perm. If you want to wear braids, you should be able to wear braids. If you want to wear your hair out in the afro or twist or lock, you should be able to do those things. And you should not be fired, not hired, or not promoted for choosing any one of those hairstyles. And it's unfortunate that the people that choose to... um, This episode of the Kinky Hair Culture Podcast was brought to you by My Hair is Professional 2. You can purchase this and any other products from attorney April Williams on instabio.cc slash amwpresent. Wear the braids that are locked or, or, um, or the twists that they sometimes have to make that decision between where do you wear your hair, how do you wear your hair versus, you know, if you were just to wear your hair straight. I am one of the people that is guilty of this because in your mindset, we all have a mindset thinking we want to be accepted by society. So what we see out there, especially the long straight hair, because my hair was long, and I was like, no, because I know I can't get this job if I, my hair's not straight. And if I go presenting myself another way, they're gonna pass me on. I really need this job. I really, especially when you have no means of anything, and this is right in front of you. You gotta get this job. Right. And I was guilty of it. But then as I learned, I was like, wow, it's my hair. I should be able to express it. And I actually took the time out to go on a job interview with my natural hair. And in my back of my mind, I was freaking out. Like, oh my God, I probably won't get a job because my hair is natural. They might turn me around. They might turn me around. But I find that was my own self-conscience, my my own self-doubt that it stopped, could possibly stop me because I got the job. They didn't care nothing about my hair. Right. <laughs> so it was just in my mind. How can you help people with that? self-doubt so I will say that um, you you can't be discriminated against for wearing your hair in an afro it's when you manipulate the hair and I'll say this I have had people tell me stories like as recently as two years ago 
that an employer basically asks them about their hair at the job interview. I myself have gone on job interviews with my hair in a poof. I've gone on it with it in an afro and I've gone on it with braids in my hair. I don't think that they made a big deal about it. I will say that um, the law firm that I work for right now, I wore my hair in my court hairstyle and no one even mentioned it. They were thoroughly impressed with the My Hair is Professional too, and that the fact that I took on the topic, um, but it wasn't, my, I don't, I feel like the hair wasn't a, as big of an issue as I thought it was. But on the flip side, I've had people who were natural and went on interviews and it, the hair was absolutely a talking point at the interview. It, it feels good. I know it feels good to have a place where you can wear your hair however you want to, you know, feel comfortable in your skin and don't have to worry about anything. It's like you can wear your hair just how you want to wear your hair, you know, it's like very supportive of everything. And I, I know that feels good to you. <laughs> it does. It does. Because, um, who being on pins and needles on how you wear your hair, I've had, again, I've had people say things to one of my, some one of the lawyer attorney friends that I know, she has a pixie cut, but she usually wears it straight. And she said one day she went in the office and she just washed it and put the conditioner on it and it was curly. She said, um, I went in the office and thought maybe I should go home and straighten my hair. Wow. Because they, that was the first time that they saw her hair curly. And uh, she worked in the office with a bunch of, with a, 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 I think I want to say most of the men, most of the people in her office were white males, at least wow. the attorneys. So she just was like, she felt timid, but it's just, you know. It's your natural hair. They can't discriminate against you for wearing your natural hair in its natural state. But I yeah. can understand her, you know. How she feeling? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, in your chapters of your book, do you help women understand that it's okay for their natural hair? I try to, in, in the book, it's more of a... And informational on how we can be discriminated against and why we need to push for change because these laws have they're literally it was an evolution of laws the standards that they use to tell you that you can't wear your hair in these hairstyles are standards that basically started with um, an employer telling a man that he couldn't wear his hair uh, long and they use those same standards to basically come to the point now where an employer can tell uh, a black person or any person that chooses to wear hairstyles that are to African culture that we don't want you to wear this hairstyle and we can fire you because of it unless the Crown Act has been passed in your state. Wow. Or county. It is crazy. <laughs> oh, look, I'm glad that you got this book out. I would like for everybody to take the time out and purchase this book. This book will help you understand the law and the whole Crown Act, everything. And I really appreciate you, April, for taking time out of your day to talk about your book and let us know everything about you. 
Is there anything that you would like to leave to the audience? The only thing I like to say is I want everyone to go to your legislatures, speak to uh, the people who make the decisions in the city that you're in. If the Crown Act has not been passed in your state or legislation similar to that, speak to them about it and get it passed in your neighborhood and have these difficult conversations with people who do not wear these hairstyles so that they can understand what we go through. And don't judge. If you don't want to wear natural hair, that's fine. But we need to support everybody because we should all be able to wear our hair in our hairstyles that are akin to African culture. And we should not be fired, not hired, or not promoted for choosing to wear those styles. I do want to say this to you. What about those who are afraid to go open their mouth because they are afraid of retaliation? Whether it's like a vocal um, retaliation or not. Because some people just have that fear. If I go out there and say something, then it might backfire on me. I, I don't know what to do. Right. And and there, there are going to be times where you just you have to take a stand. You, yes. know, you have to... It, there's a saying that if you don't stand for something, you'll go for anything. Amen. So at some point, right? At some point, we have to take a stand, especially when we know that you know no one should be discriminated against because of that. Thank you, thank you. Where can we find your book? The book is available on Amazon. You just search "My Hair Is Professional" too. The pretty little pink cover will come up, and you can purchase it. Okay. Uh, do you have any other projects coming out? I am working on something soon. I'm hoping for it to come out at the beginning of the year. It is going to be another hair uh, project related. Um, just a little twist to it. So I look forward to that coming out soon. Okay. But before I let you go, I always play a game. Which one has to go? Okay. So you can't get out of this one. Okay. Okay. You got to answer this question, okay? So, which one has to go? Afro, braid out. I'm going to give you a difficult one. Hmm. Braids. Oh, those are all my styles. Ah, afro, a braid out, or braid. Oh, okay. I only gave you three. Normally, I give people four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to say the braid out has to go. Because Why? I because I can always wear my afro and I'm comfortable with my afro. I love, love, love braids. So I don't want to get rid of braids. The braid out, you know what? I can wear afro instead of a braid out. I think I would be comfortable with that. Okay, okay. Because you was hesitant on the uh, braid out like you didn't really want to let it go. On a look. I'm telling you, all three <laughs> of those are like, uh, those are kind of like my go-tos. I love them all. I appreciate you and I enjoy you. And remember, everybody, Amazon. You can get this book on Amazon. It's always good to have people, African-American people out there educating us on our natural hair. Okay, so thank you. Thank you for taking time out, especially that you're an attorney and you're taking time out to say, look, here, this is what we go through. It's time to educate us. Go, like she said, go to the legislator and figure this out. We need to pass the Crown Act law. Please, everybody, please go to your state. Thank you, thank you, April, for your time. 
and I really enjoyed you. Awesome. I thank you so much for having me and I enjoy your um, your podcast and I look forward to maybe speaking with you again in the future. Yes. If you have any more books coming out or even any more hair care wraps or mm-hmm. maybe a hair care product or whatever it may be, let me uh-huh. know so you can come right back here. Even if you added more uh, part two to your book. Look, we want to talk about this book. Okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I sure will. All right. God bless you. Have a good day. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. What was your key takeaway from this episode? I'm going to tell you my key takeaway. I want to first say I want to thank April for all that she has done. And creating this book called My Hair Professional 2. Not only that, all her hard work as an attorney. I really, truly appreciate you for that. But one of the key takeaways that I had out of this episode was the fact that something as simple as hair that grows out of our scalp is so unprofessional in this world or scary to people. And it's something that we cannot control what grows out of our scalp. People always want us to have our hair straight and like something that attorney April Williams stated. They really see our hair unprofessional. They, her, her professor was really scared for her to do my hair professional too, because nobody wants the backlash. I don't care what you're doing in this world. Don't nobody really want no backlash from anything. And sometimes you have to step out there and get that backlash. So April, thank you for stepping out there and saying, you know what? It is what it is. I'm still going to, I'm still pushing forward because the world needs to know. Okay. Because we, if you go to interviews and you go to so many places and you try to call yourself doing a protective style, you so worried that you might not get that job because of how your hair looks. Okay. And your hair could be in a bun. I'm talking about a puff or a twist out or just an afro and it's like political incorrect. It's so much going on. It's like, I don't know if I should hire that person. And some places won't hire you because of the state. It's a conservative state where they have the right to fire you for anything. So it's hard. It is real hard. But I want everyone to go get that book. My Hair Professional 2. And let us know what you think about that book, okay? I would like to hear all the comments about it. Because at the end of the day, we cannot help what grows out of our hair, out of our scalp, not hair, correction, uh, out of our scalp. We cannot control that, okay? But what we can do is embrace it and let everybody know our hair ain't going nowhere. So either that, either turn your head or get to know us. Either way, we don't care. Okay? And that's the end of that. But I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for everybody. This was the last episode. I was so excited that we finally finished season three. Because I have met so many people. And I want to say this. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your family. Because I am truly grateful. And I know I be excited all the time. Because 
I am an excited person and I love meeting new people and I love when people take the time out to educate the right way and people that makes books like Miss Attorney April Williams about hair because everybody knows I love hair. <laughs> I do. I love how our hair grows out of our scalp, how healthy our hair can, will be. Okay? If we do the proper stuff, because I was about to say can, will be healthy. If we do the right steps on take care of our hair and not be, a, and we all please, please stop being afraid of your hair. Okay? Please stop. Okay? I don't mention so many job interviews where I had my, because that's when I was relaxed. I had my hair straight, long, beautiful. And then I finally went to episode, uh, went to um, actual interview and my hair, I was in my, with my natural hair. And I was so afraid of getting the jobs. I was like, these people ain't going to want to deal with me because my hair is natural. I was one of these, when I tell y'all stuff, I'm not just talking just to be talking. I'm experiencing everything that y'all been through. Okay, because I'm going through it too, and I still be going through some of this stuff. Okay, and what I was shocked that every time I turn out, turn around the corner to go get a do an interview, I actually got the position. I was like, okay, what you was afraid of? Because as long as your credentials are right, that's your, all that shit matters. Not your hair, nothing else, and of course, dress to to um, impress, of course. Okay, but as far as your hair, word if you had to walk around with afro, twist out, braids or anything of that sort, of that sort, and you're afraid that you're not getting a job, no worries. We're trying to make that people like no correction. People like April, Miss Attorney April Williams, are one of the people that's trying to stop that right now. Okay, a lot of places still have not signed. The Crown Act Law. Okay, some of them are sitting at the desk like, I don't know about that. Or try to come around with something a little different from the Crown Act. But no worries. You got strong people that's going to fight for this to happen. Okay? And sometimes, if it may take years, I don't care if it take a decade. You got people that's going to, they coming. We all coming to make sure it happens. Okay? Because... Not only that we respect that crown, they're going to respect that crown too. Okay? But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Until next season, which is season four that starts in February. It's been awesome. If you missed any of our episodes, you can always go hit the rewind. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. You could go to all our podcast platforms. You can also go to our website and hear the latest episode, okay? So don't think you're going to miss out on something because we're trying to make it so that you can hear every episode. And make sure you get that book from attorney April Williams, My Hair's Professional 2. You'll learn a lot. You will learn a lot from that book. I can't tell you everything, okay? Because if I tell you everything, then you ain't going to want to buy the book, okay? You got to get this book, okay? God bless. And until next time. Little girl with the pressing curl. AJ, I got a Jerry curl. 13 and I got a relaxer. I was a source of so much laughter. 15 when it all broke off. 18 when I went on natural. February 2002, I went on.
Yeah.